Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. We're back. My name is Mike McNamara. You're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. My guest and friend David Tortolot from Homestead Mortgage is here. We're talking about reverse mortgages and we're having some fun here and we've had some calls. Uh, folks, if you have a call or a question or a comment about reverse mortgages, we'd love to hear from you. It's uh, 781-837-4900. And uh, David, we're going to spend probably the last few minutes here talking about other uses. I, I, I could you talk about one of the uses I read about but have not personally experienced yet is using a reverse mortgage uh, to delay Social Security payments. Have you bumped into anybody who's done that yet? or has there- I haven't had anybody personally who's done it, yeah. but it's being talked about on the internet due to the research from some of these economists that we spoke about earlier and university professors. But I know yeah. what they're... I know what they're the whole premise of it is, so I can yeah. speak to it a little bit. Uh, okay. Do you want me to just do that 9.30 quick plug? Uh, uh, oh, yes, please. Go right ahead. And by the way, you can do it at the end of the show, too. It's okay. okay. <laughs> so just so folks know, I'll be speaking uh, this Monday, the 25th. Uh, we're doing a workshop on reverse mortgages at the Norwell Council on Aging, and that's at 1.30. Well, where is that, David, by the way? It's, uh, it's on Pine Street okay. uh, in Norwell. Uh, don't know the number, street address, yep. but it's Pine Street off of River Street. That's, again, Monday the 25th is coming Monday at 1.30. All are welcome. And then on Tuesday the 26th, this coming Tuesday, I'll be at the Cohasset Council on Aging. Um, and that's at 10 a.m. 
And if anybody has questions for me after the show uh, or any time, I can be reached at 617-797-3277. Again, 617-797-3277 or homesteadreversemortgages.com. David, that address for the Norwell Council on Aging is 293 Pine Street. Thank you. You're do, you know, do you know by any chance to Cohasset one, Tim, in a second? Uh, at the yeah. street Hang address? on. I, I, can, I know they have a new center, so when you get to that. So, yeah, Mike, let's talk about the Social Security uh, it's payment a, bridge. Sorry. Yep. It, uh, Cohasset is 91 Sohier Street, S-O-H-I-E-R. Sohier Street, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Tim. You're welcome. So, yeah, real quick to Mike on the line of credit. I just wanted to say this one point. So when you set up these lines of credit, remember, they can't be canceled. So let's what it does for folks is, um, and again, when you set up these lines of credit in my world, when we're in a low interest rate environment, Mike, you can borrow more money. Okay, when you're in a higher interest rate environment, you can borrow less money. So it's sometimes advantageous if all the stars line up and people are early in retirement, whenever they're get, entering retirement, Whatever the uh, rate climate is, whether it's high or low, if it's low, you can have a larger line of credit. If it's higher, um, rates are higher, it'll be a lower line of credit. So I just wanted to convey that. And also, um, when you set these up, they are growing income tax-free, but they can grow to a point. Let's say the line of credit's in place for 25 years and we hit a housing market crash. You've protected, Mike, the use of that line of credit, regardless of that housing market crash. So I just wanted to touch on that. You're not going to be, it's not going to be canceled. So you could essentially use all of the money. So you're protecting a portion of your house, Mike, from a depreciating housing market where you didn't have it set it up, is what I'm saying. And, and so, Mike, we yes. have a call of Tom from Quincy, too. I just all right, go that. for it. Tom from Quincy, go ahead. Uh, good morning. I have a question. Uh, about line of credit versus reverse mortgage. We have a line of credit, and it's a set amount, and we pay interest on it every month. What's the difference between that and reverse mortgage? Okay, a reverse line of credit would be, um, you would borrow the money from the reverse line of credit, Tom, and you wouldn't have to make an interest payment. You could, but you don't have to. On your line of credit, you have to make at least an interest-only payment. and so you'll be able to borrow a larger amount on a reverse line of credit too, Tom, because it's going to be based on your home's value and your age, where the home equity line of credit you have set up now is based on your income. So whatever your income is, is the line of credit max you can borrow against. Tom, this is Mike getting back to your question. Um, are you able to uh, pay down and make the equity line of credit you have go away on, in some reasonable time or not? Well, uh, it, we make a, a substantial payment every month to interest and principal. Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to take a while uh, because our, our house, we own our house free and clear. And my thinking is that we have no children and we're not interested in leaving money to anybody if we, if we don't have to. So we want to spend our money. Okay, uh, so so a couple questions. And by the way, uh, Tom, I'm not sure if you've listened to the show, but I'm a, a certified financial planner, a practitioner, and can do a little bit of math. So, uh, so w- what's the what's the balance on your equity line of credit? For, the ballpark. balance of our yeah. equity is, uh, in other words, how much do we owe in in this line of credit? Yep. yep. Nine ninety six thousand. Okay, and how long have you had this line of credit? Probably 10 years. Okay. Uh, do you know what happens when you've had an equity line of credit for 10 years at the end? Uh, 
I don't know what happens. They turn it into a 30-year mortgage that you have to start paying principal and interest back. Oh, they do? Uh-huh. You might want to check okay. into that in terms of the date of yours. But I can assure you that you can't defer that interest forever. This, this discussion is getting more interesting, isn't it, David? Yes. Uh, anyway... So, so I'm Tom, paying interest every month on it. Okay. I, 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 that's, that, that, that's the statement that, they send me. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Okay, the, the, the norm for the industry is an equity line of credit after you've had it for 10 years turns into a 30-year mortgage where you pay back principal and interest. I think you ought to, you know, the first thing you should do next week is call or talk with the folks that you have this with and try to understand what the options are and or if you can extend it to another one. But but that's a general industry practice to do that and you might want to find out about that. Okay. okay. My, my, my point is that I, I understand what you're doing. Uh, if you uh, if, if you can make it, you don't, you don't want to make it go away. You're spending money and having fun, but it's going to get bigger over time and if it does turn into a fixed mortgage, you didn't solve anything. Okay, okay, so that's kind of critical in the discussion here, okay? Yeah, okay. And, and Tom, you could, I mean, you could consider this. You could really uh, refinance that existing home equity line, if, if it made sense. Obviously, there's a lot more questions to be asked, into a reverse mortgage, which would pay off the 96. So you'd have a $96,000 mortgage plus the costs out of the gate with the reverse mortgage with no monthly mortgage payment obligation. So okay. and, and you'd probably have more access to more of your home's value because um, wh what do you think the uh, your home value is as an estimate roughly? Uh, uh, four fifty to five hundred thousand. All right. So if we say uh, let's just use five hundred for now. And who's younger, you or your wife? We're the same age. How old? Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. So about you probably get about sixty-five percent of five hundred. So oh, yeah, but he's got the revert. Yeah, he's got the equity line against it, though, right? Right. Yeah. So if we yeah. take five hundred thousand times sixty-five percent, that's three hundred twenty-five thousand. Okay, so you we're refinancing, so you get three twenty-five to work with for the reverse. So we pay off ninety-six minus ninety-six, leaves you with two twenty-nine minus the cost. Let's just say the cost would be around, uh, say, eighteen thousand. So minus eighteen thousand. So what that just did is it got rid of the home equity line of credit balance of 96000 It eliminated you having to make a payment. You can continue making a payment if you don't like the interest to defer, but you don't have to make a payment on the new loan. And you've got a new $211,000 reverse equity line of credit above and beyond what we just paid off to use in the future, but you owe no money on it until you begin using it. So you, to, to, to summarize, you refinance to a reverse equity line of credit. You extinguish the $96,000 line of credit you have. You no longer have an obligation to make a mortgage payment. So you're saving that payment you're sending in right now. Plus the right. potential problem Mike just alluded to, which is, you know, your 10-year mark is coming up and that loan's going to, I think, probably crunch into a 20-year term because you've already used up 10 to the 30. Uh, so it's really going to go into a 240-month term, your balance, and become principal and interest. Uh, so but check, check with your bank on that and see when that's yeah. expiring and what yeah. the payment could potentially be. Yeah. But you could, if you wanted to, if you want to stay in the house long term, you could look into doing a reverse equity line of credit and uh, 
you know, that might be appealing to you. It might not be. Yeah, Tom, Tom, you need to do some serious research. I mean, the lender who has your equity line, they might say, oh, we'll give you another 10 years guaranteed. Well, it's probably cheaper doing what you're doing now if you can make it last your lifetime. Okay, you still have to pay some interest on it, but it's probably cheaper, but it kind of depends. If you get a 10-year extension, you might say, well, that's plenty, but maybe, you know, 10 years from now, you won't get an extension for this, that, or the other thing. So you got got a little work to do. I mean, you're not in trouble, and you're able to pay the interest, but, you know, what are the interest payments? Two or $3,000 a year right now? Um, The interest, like, Right, that's about what they are. Yeah, and, and and how much per year are you taking out to have fun or do whatever you want? I mean, is there an average well, amount you withdraw? We, we, we've had it like 4000 a year, 5000 a year. Yeah, okay. In that ballpark. But we've had an assessment. We live in a condo. Part yeah. of that 96000 is a 30000 assessment that we had. Yeah, okay, there you go. But yeah. we, you know, we had the money to pay that because of this. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't sound like you're in any immediate financial difficulty, but you ought to look into how that existing equity line works and whether you can stretch it out to another one or not or two. OK. Or whether you, and okay. if you can't stre- and if you can't stretch it out, whether you can get another one or two that, the, the, you know, the, the reverse is a great big decision you got to make and be comfortable about. It might be a possibility, but you need to look into a bunch of other things to kind of get an idea of what, what may or may not work. Exactly. Okay? Okay. Yeah, the reverse is a more right. expensive option, and um, I would I would exercise the options you have currently to see if you can sort it out that way, and then you know go from there. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Hey, listen. Have Thanks, a great Tom. day, and we appreciate the call. Okay. Thank you. All right. So I think we're under the Social Security thing we're talking yeah, about, right, Yeah. Mike? Yeah. So yep. so basically, I haven't done I haven't had a client that specifically did it, but this is the whole the whole idea behind it is if someone is entering retirement. And uh, they like the sounds of uh, having the larger payment the longer they wait, uh, taking it out later in life. Well, you know, here we go back to the line of credit, reverse equity line of credit. You set that up and you take that difference and, you know, you make up the difference in the amount of the payment that you're waiting for by taking that out of the reverse equity line of credit for five, six, seven years, whatever the wait period is. So all it is is just something to consider. It's a potential uh, tool if someone, again, if all the circumstances line up and they want to delay their Social Security payment, they could use the proceeds of a reverse mortgage to make up that payment gap. So yeah, that's, that's really a, all it yeah. is. It's nothing yeah. more than that. We, uh, we, we crunch a lot of numbers for a lot of folks when we're working on planning. And for uh, 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 more than a few clients, uh, and again, one size doesn't fit all folks. This no. is, uh, we're talking generically Very here. But, but for a whole lot of folks we know, uh, m- myself included, uh, it made financial sense or makes financial sense to delay your Social Security until you're 70. Uh, and I haven't done one of these with a reverse mortgage calculation, but... I, I do know that there have been times when it's actually worth taking money out of a retirement plan and paying taxes, mm-hmm. okay, to, to get to that 70 for Social Security for that big payment. So, you know, again, obviously it would depend, but, and I haven't crunched any numbers, but we would just put that, that into the equation, factor in the cost, and see what it shook, shook out to be. So I, I'm okay with that being a possibility, but <laughs> it depends, folks. And, uh, you know, delaying Social Security makes a whole lot of sense for a lot of folks from my point of view. So yeah, yep. good An- possibility. Another use, Mike, too, could be, you know, if the unfortunate um, household is going through a divorce, 
you know, a reverse mortgage could be a way of splitting up the equity and not having to sell the house. Um, so, for, oh, that's interesting. You know okay. what I mean? So they could they could essentially have it set up, and then the other person could buy out the other person with the proceeds from the reverse mortgage and not have to sell the house. So it's just consideration, a tool. Um, wow. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, again, it's it's money. It's it's attached to the house. It's technically a debt like we talked about earlier, but it's a yeah. debt that doesn't carry an ongoing monthly payment obligation. So okay. it's just okay. looked at a little bit differently. And then you have long-term care, people that maybe have had a long-term care policy in place for quite a while. Um, and again, I haven't had a client that has, has utilized this tool, but it's talked about out there. Yep. Is, you know, if the, if the premiums are going up and that's starting to eat into their fixed income, and they're feeling the pressure on that, well, you know, that, that policy might have a lot of value um, and they might be getting l- later on in their years where they're struggling to make the premium payment. Again, you got the line of credit set up. You could use that line of credit to help pay for those premium increases so that the policy doesn't lapse. So again, again it's just, you gotta get creative. You know, if you have things going on, um, the other thing too is the having that line of credit in place it sort of does two things if you have someone who needs at home care okay and they have a long term care policy this line of credit can pay for the long term care policy or help pay it and also pay for the at home care costs so it sort of helps out two ways there and then also if there's out of pocket costs for the family that aren't covered with their long-term care policy. Again, the line of credit's in place for that, the reverse equity line of credit. That can also help help out with any costs that aren't covered by the policy. So again, it's just getting creative. Yeah. It's just money, it's there, and you just have to think about it a little bit differently is all. David, have you met any folks who were going into a nursing home imminently and uh, uh, would they qualify for a reverse mortgage? No, they, no. they wouldn't, right, no. no, okay. But But if you did a reverse mortgage a long time ago, Okay, you could use that to cover long-term care costs till it ran out, basically, right? Yeah. Yep. You could have oh, it. Well, yeah. You, you know, if someone did a reverse mortgage, right, and yeah. then they went into a nursing home and they still had the reverse mortgage. Yeah. Their loan once well once they're out of the house for twelve consecutive oh, that's months, right too. the loan okay. becomes due. So if they're alive and going into a nursing home, so yeah. it really you know I guess it really would come down to someone having a long term care policy. They yeah. don't okay. have to necessarily go into a nursing home. The care you know they yeah. can be taken care of at home right. by in an in home care company. And that's usually an end stage kind of a thing. At home is a lot. okay. So that's interesting. And so, then you have the line yeah. of credit in place to help yeah. fund those. Um, those at-home care costs. Yeah, so that's that's a, a plug for people who can't afford lo- long-term care insurance who, who might want to have some protection for that. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and again, yeah. you got the line of credit yeah. growing. It's just money. Yeah. You hire an in-home care company instead of putting mom and or dad in a nursing home, and you got you know, several hundred thousand dollars to pay for that. And it might not last that long because in-home care is expensive too, just like nursing home care. So, yeah. uh, But it allows mom and or dad to stay in the house a longer period of time. If, if you had it in advance before you needed it, uh, it would come in handy, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, David, do, do people still buy homes with this? Would you, could you, uh, is that, how, how does that work or is that still possible or could you describe that? Yeah, that's called, so you can, a reverse mortgage is a mortgage and you can either refinance your existing house, the one you're in. That's kind of what we've been talking about mostly yeah. today. Right. Or if I sit down with a client and I find that their house is large, they just lost their spouse, and it makes sense. I'm looking around and saying, well, by all means, I could do a reverse mortgage on this house, but are, are you open to selling it? 
thereby reducing your monthly expenses, getting into a smaller place and uh, taking out, you know, finding a newer place to live in that's maybe a one-level living ranch with no stairs so you could age in place the rest of your life. And the whole benefit there is that you're taking out a mortgage on the next property, a reverse mortgage, and it has no payment. So, you know, the premise here is that you're you're selling your house that you're in because it's too big. You want to either yeah. downsize or, like st- you said earlier, st- yeah. get closer to the grandkids. Stick some numbers next to that so I can understand the math right. as you do All this. All right, okay? let's take let's take yeah. someone who owns a house that's worth four hundred thousand. They're seventy okay. years old. Yep. I've met with them. We've decided that selling's a better alternative, so we're going to sell it, net out the money, and we're going to find a new place to live that'll be better for them. Okay. okay so they yep. sell their home for four hundred thousand. They yep. have. Let's assume they have no mortgages on it, Mike. Okay. Yep. Okay. So they find a new house. This is the new house for three hundred thousand. Let's say they find a ranch somewhere that's a smaller yard, less square footage, easier to run, less costly to run. So they sell their house for four hundred. They're going to buy a new house for three hundred. Here's the scenario. Let's do one without but using a reverse mortgage and buying the three hundred thousand dollar home cash, and then let's do a scenario with using a reverse mortgage. So the first one would be they sell their house for 400. It costs to sell a house too, we all know that. It costs about 5%, so that's about 20 grand. So they net 380, right Mike? So it's selling yep. for 420. They have 380, they leave their house and they're buying the next house for 300,000. And they okay. get 80,000 bucks left over. They get 80,000 bucks. Now they say and that's that's probably to accomplish buying the next house without a mortgage payment. Correct, because yeah, they're buying and the cash. And that's what they got to live on besides whatever for the rest of their lives, basically. Now let's toggle over to them saying, hey, I'm going to buy the next house and take out a mortgage on it, a reverse mortgage. So the same thing holds true. We have $380,000 to work with. That's the proceeds from the sale. Yep. New home price is 300000 They can take out a $150,000 mortgage, reverse mortgage. Again, that mortgage has no payment, so they're not affected from... And, uh, fixed monthly income okay. standpoint, yeah. and their their down payment out of the three eighty is going to be one fifty. Just keep it. it in round numbers. Yeah. So that leaves how much left in the bank, Mike? Two thirty. Two thirty. Yeah. Okay. So eighty thousand buying at cash left over, or two hundred and thirty thousand left in cash or put into your portfolio uh, using or, a reverse mortgage. Yeah. And by the way, these people did probably didn't have a portfolio, so it's money to live on above and beyond. Money to live right? on. So we did yeah. two things for them. We got them into a smaller home that cost them less to live in, maybe a smaller electric bill, a smaller yard for someone to take care of, you know. Just all those things, and they have the newer house. Maybe it's closer to their grandchildren. They got two hundred thirty grand left in the bank, um, using a yeah. reverse mortgage. Which now, is hopefully enough for them to live the rest of their lives. Basically. Yeah. So the downside yeah. is that one hundred fifty thousand mortgage they took out doesn't have a mortgage payment, but that rises. Yeah. That balance rises at about you know five six percent a year. You know, making a payment. So, but at that point, we've we've discussed that, and yeah. they're not worried about that rising because they're going to stay there probably the rest of their life. Yeah. Okay. It's a it's a forever home if you do that. But I understand. Yeah. So so yeah. F- folks who would do that probably don't have m- many financial assets, and the the, the the more they have, probably the more comfortable they feel about whatever it is that they need for the rest of their lives. Okay. Mm-hmm. I understand. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So right. that's that's called a, the re- hack for purchase, a reverse mortgage for purchase. Okay. Not as many folks are aware of that because the refinance 
program we've been talking about mostly today has been around since 1989. The okay. purchase program for reverse mortgage has been around since 2008 or 2009, somewhere in that that area. So it's not, and a lot of realtors should really get a good grasp on it because you just saw the math. Yeah. So it's beneficial for them to at least know about the tool yeah, yeah. so okay. that people can be left over with money. Um, and, you know, uh, not many realtors know about the math bat, math yeah. behind the scenes on this. Sounds like you got to give some seminars to some realtors too, David. Yeah, know? I have. It's just one of yeah. those things where you leave the seminar or the, the coffee coffee greeting and it's just, you know, sort of two months goes by and they you forget, you know. And that, yeah. that's understandable. It's not an yeah. easy thing to, to maintain and it's not their line of business. I'm in that. Okay. David, we just got a minute or two here. So do you want to, and I'm going to give you a chance to plug those two uh, seminars. So why don't you plug those seminars and do some grand summary comments here. We're getting close. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I will be at the Norwell Council on Aging on this coming Monday at 1.30. Um, and that's on Pine Street in Norwell, Mass. And on Tuesday, I will be at the Cohasset Council on Aging. Tuesday the 26th at 10 a.m. doing the same lecture. All are welcome in either council on aging. You don't right. have to be a resident of either town. For me, if anybody has questions after the show or any time, I can be reached at 617-797-3277, 617-797-3277, or homesteadreversemortgages.com. All right, and uh, I'm going to give you a, a hint, David. You can talk until Tim starts playing the music, so go for it. All right, so I, I would just say this. If you're considering a reverse mortgage, I would say a good candidate for reverse mortgage is for someone who wants to remain in their house. Again, it doesn't mean you have to do it. It's just a good path to look down. So if you're looking to stay in your house long term, it's a good thing to learn about because uh, there's a, a whole bunch of other questions to ask to make sure it still works. Um, you know, if you don't have kids or have kids, you know, I guess... Not having kids makes it more advantageous as far as leaving your legacy behind. Like Tom from Quincy was mentioning, he doesn't have any kids and they want to spend their money. So I don't, I don't yeah. have a problem with that. Yep. Um, they just have to have enough to keep them uh, keep going for the rest of their life. And I don't know if a reverse mortgage can do that. So there's a lot of other questions. So I, I would just say, whether it's through me or anybody, if you're looking to get educated on this, work with a local person. You certainly don't want to do this transaction over the phone. There's way too many moving parts. And the loan is what it is nationwide, the HUD loan. So whether you work with someone out of Oklahoma or a situate, uh, it's the same loan. So work with someone local and uh, preferably a certified reverse mortgage professional. Again, there's 151 nationwide. I'm one of them. doesn't make me better than anybody else. It just means that... Uh, yeah, you took the time to get serious about your career. Yeah, what it means. I love yeah. what I do. I love yeah. my clients. I love helping people. So um, I'm, I really serve more as a resource, Mike, than anything. And, you know... That's it. Tim, Tim uh, yeah, Tim. Dave, give your uh, contact information one more time. Yep. Again, uh, 617-797-3277 or homesteadreversemortgages.com. Mike, thank hey, you so much for having me today. Hey, thank you for, for being here. We'll do it again. Folks, my name is Mike McNamara. This is McNamara on Money. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Have a great day.